This is the Saturday Morning Serial Podcast with your host, Amanda Ann. Hey, what's up, guys, and welcome to another episode of Saturday Morning Serial. I'm Amanda Ann with Mike here, and today is a movie that we have been waiting for, and we're going to discuss it. First off, we're going to start with no spoilers, and then we're going to get into a spoiler review. So, just, you know, a word of caution. Mike, Doctor Strange, we're still reeling from the movie last night. It was like everything... I didn't think, like, I had something in my brain that, uh, like, a storyline that I thought the movie was going to be. I, ha- I thought I had it all figured out. And the movie just took a turn I didn't see coming. Yeah, I mean, I had only seen the first trailer that was released with Spider-Man No Way Home. And then I saw, I think, one of the sec- the first actual theatrical trailer with another movie. And... Like, I, I couldn't piece together, like, what type of story it would be because there's so much hopping around in this movie that, like, you couldn't sit down and piece together what could happen. You couldn't plot it out. So, I was thoroughly surprised by the boldness and take of the story. Yeah, and it stars... Benedict Cumberbatch, he's back as Dr. Stephen Strange. We got Elizabeth Olsen as Scarlet Witch or Wanda Maximoff. We have Benedict Wong as the Sorcerer Supreme Wong. America Chavez. America Chavez, yeah. Played by, well, we won't even attempt to pronounce her first name, Gomez. Yeah, thank you, because I'm really bad at names. (laughs) But, oh yeah, she was, like, I I didn't even know a character, like, a a new character was going to come into this movie so I was a little thrown off over the fact that there's this other superhero type of younger generation type of girl coming in it's it's refreshing seeing younger characters come into the fold in these movies because stereotypically these have been about men in their 30s and 40s dealing with problems and villains and to get a younger fresh perspective on the superhero genre is is great and Hopefully soon we'll see some more team-ups between the younger Avengers. Yeah, I kind of compared it to Kate Bishop in a way where Doctor Strange takes this young girl under his wing, just like Hawkeye takes Kate Bishop under his wing. So it's really interesting parallel to kind of dive into. But overall, uh, this film is it's very entertaining, but it's also very dark. I was so shocked at the way it just you know, death and gore, everything was presented in this film. But another thing about this film, though, it was very diverse. And it dealt with uh, addressing LGBTQ plus community as well. So that was pretty good to see. Yeah, uh, it addressed grief and potentially how far you will go for your family and the ones that you love. Mm-hmm. Overall, I really, really enjoyed this film, and I told Mike, when I'm silent and kind of staring off into space after a film, that means it landed for me, and I just, I was processing, and I, I, like I said, it went in a direction I never thought it would, and I was stunned. What about you, Mike? Um, well, for me, 
upon first watching it, I really did like it, but after having it simmer, I'm kind of a little bit disappointed at the potential that this movie has, and the choices that the characters made, and the direction that the movie went, and how far it took that direction. So, I mean, it was perfectly presented movie, like, the cast did great. I just, I'm not a fan of the writing in this movie, so we'll, we'll get into that when we start talking spoilers. Which is now, so we're gonna dive into spoilers. If you're not into spoilers, you haven't seen the movie, go ahead, feel free to click off. So, Benedict Cumberbatch is back as Doctor Strange, and he's just such a great fit for this role. I think he's the perfect Doctor Strange, honestly. I can't see another person playing Doctor Strange. I know Joaquin Phoenix, he was one of the top tier picks for Doctor Strange, and I'm kind of glad they went for Benedict, because Benedict commits to this role. Sam Raimi directed this movie, and he has... He has a little bit of camp in his movies. Sometimes he likes to wink at the audience or he likes to do something dramatic and then follow up with something kind of funny. So Benedict rolls right with the punches with this new director moving from someone with a horror background like uh, Scott Derrickson moving into like a horror comedy background with Sam Raimi. Yeah, Doctor Strange, he's very snart. Like, I feel like he's he's very dignified, but he's also funny because he will throw out a joke or a snark, and it's funny, like, you laugh, but, and that's what he aims for. He doesn't have to be overly the top funny and humorous. That's what, you know, Benedict brings to the table. It's just a very straightforward, poker-faced joke. <laughs> and I feel like we've seen Doctor Strange so much this past, like, two years, because I think he's, like, in every movie we've seen since Endgame, <laughs> since Spider-Man. It's it's crazy thinking that Ragnarok. it's only his second uh, solo movie, but he's been in Doctor Strange 1. He's been in Thor oh. Ragnarok. He's been in Infinity War. He's been in Endgame, and he's been in Spider-Man. That's five appearances so far, and he's only on his second movie, so... Yeah, it's crazy. Again, great commitment from Benedict. And he plays multiple versions of himself in this film. He plays... And I just want to throw that out there that I know, like, Kevin Feige has said you really don't have to watch the Disney Plus series to see the films, but you absolutely have to watch WandaVision before you see this. Also, I feel like watching What If will help you a lot, too. Because zombie Doctor Strange comes back. from That's kind of like a nod, in my opinion, to What If. And then he also plays evil Doctor Strange, which is a variant of himself in What If as well. I don't think it's the same Doctor Strange because the Doctor Strange in What If did end up redeeming himself and teaming up with the Guardians of the Multiverse to save everyone. Yeah. But then again, we do get Captain Carter, who is who could who, who could or could not be the same version that was in that show, so... Yeah, Captain I, Carter. Yeah, definitely WandaVision and... Like, what if, if you have what time, if, if you're interested. What if are both, both mandatory viewing before this movie. Yeah. So, Benedict Cumberbatch, Doctor Strange, you know, A-plus performance in my opinion, again. And then he's joined by Rachel McAdams, who plays Christine. And, 
overall, she's moved on, but it's interesting how they kind of come together in the end throughout the multiverse. I really enjoyed... He, he got closure with her, I feel like. So that was nice to see because he was angsting over her for the longest time. <laughs> yeah, the it opens up... The movie opens up for our Doctor Strange at Christine Everhart's wedding, and you kind of realize that he never moved on from her, and he's always been thinking about her. And she's kind of his wonder wall, if you will. He, he'll never get over her. And we've seen from the What If episode that the extremes that Doctor Strange will go through to be with Christine. So it's having her tag along through the story was great because she was just kind of like a love interest in the first movie. And in this movie, she's more integral to the plot, and she's doing more than just reacting to someone using magic and being a nurse, and she's... She's part of it. She's part of it. Yeah, part of the action, so that was really nice to see. Nice tie-in, nice closure for the characters. And then we are going to move into America Chavez, and once again, we were saying how this character is new, it's fresh, and it brings a younger generation into the MCU, and the actress that played her, I'm sorry, we cannot pronounce the name. We don't want to butcher her name out of respect, but was, I thought she was excellent. At first I was confused. I'm like, who is this? Why is this? Because <laughs> again, did not go in the direction I thought it was going to go. But overall, I really enjoyed the character and I really liked the young, almost like Gen Z vibe she brought to, to compliment Doctor Strange's, you know, very stoic. I don't know, is Doctor Strange a millennial or a boomer? I don't know, but... <laughs> I think Doctor Strange is uh, probably Generation X. Okay. Yeah. That awkward middle part. Yeah, the, uh, the, the middle ground between boomers and between millennials. millennials. And America Chavez is definitely Gen Z. Yeah. It was refreshing to seeing them hopping around the multiverse and her having a better understanding of what to expect when going into the other dimensions, other verses, mm -hmm. other universes. they She has the power to travel between different multiverses. So there is a segment in this movie where her and Doctor Strange fall through a good number of multiverses. So I'm really excited for when we can stream this movie on like streaming or when it comes out on blu-ray because uh, i'm gonna definitely pause and slow-mo through there because you know there's easter eggs in those like i swear to god i thought i saw like a tie fighter in one of them i'm like wait star wars <laughs> and then they go through like a comic book style multiverse where they're comic book art you know and then uh, like a glob of paint like they're just globs of paint so that was really interesting that was really cool so i'm really excited for when it comes out just to see what's in those multiverses they fell through for me i was really excited to see the uh comic book style yeah that was so cool medium universe because i thought maybe this is a little wink to spider-verse yeah and a possible tie-in in the future so we'll we'll see yeah anything's possible but yeah, she, it, but one thing we wish we kind of explored a little, they kind of explored a little more with this character was how she really got her power and how did a certain character, which we'll get to in a second here, know about her power, which ultimately creates the, the conflict in this movie. 
Yeah, she's from a, an, a world where we don't get to see a lot of, and for her to be the MacGuffin of the movie, we, I would have liked to know more about her, but I imagine that she'll show up elsewhere and we'll get a proper story. Yeah, we saw a flashback to her homeland, and she has two mothers, and we're thinking maybe it could be like a mystical planet of just like females even. We, we don't know. So hopefully they explore a little more of that in the future. Now we are diving into the character that brought it in this movie. I can't stop thinking about this character and her arc in this film, and that is Wanda Maximoff, Scarlet Witch, played by the amazing Elizabeth Olsen. Oh my god, she... Mm, I have no words. She did a great job. She is at all times bounces between likable terrifying and kind of like wrathful i want to put it okay so here's how i thought this movie was going to go i thought that dr strange was going to have to clean up the multiverse you know from loki and he goes and seeks help from wanda and it kind of starts off that way like he's like wanda i you know i need your help with something and she's like very remorseful about her actions in Westview from WandaVision and he's like we got to put that behind us like this is something bigger and I thought for sure she would like join him and it was going to be this epic team up between the two no way it did a whole 360 on me she went batshit in this movie she is so crazy she was scary I, I remember I was whispering to Mike I was like she's scary because she turns into a full-out witch where Doctor Strange and Wong, they conclude that this magic forming around a monster that appears in New York City, it has runes and it's run by witchcraft. So they immediately tied Wanda and this together. He wasn't prepared because he, oh. was he had no idea that she was behind it. Like he expected maybe the, the orchard that she was grazing around in would be you know modified a little bit to help the fruit grow no it was a hellscape mm -hmm. after she revealed what was happening yeah and he revealed where america chavez was like what her powers were right to her face mm -hmm. and she completely pulled the rug out from under him and from us i i was yeah. legit shocked when she said that the scarlet witch will come for america chavez that was just, that was the moment where I was like, no, like, she's gotta be, because I, I, for me, in Civil War, when she, you know, accidentally killed all those people, she was very remorseful, and she was very just, you know, devastated over that destruction caused by her own powers. So, this movie, she is unapologetic for her actions, everything. She has already gone off the deep end in this movie, where, like, you don't really see her in WandaVision. Like, she seems kind of calm. But, you know, like, that end credit scene, she is up to something. I didn't think it was going to be that bad, that dark. And Doctor Strange reveals where America is and her powers. And that's what Wanda Scarlet Witch wants. Like, she wants that power to travel through the multiverses because she can see her children from the show in these multiverses and that's ultimately like what she wants that's the thought she's obsessed with is being reunited with her kids and she will do nothing to stop like she will kill everybody that gets in her way 
And that's what was so shocking to me was she just killed. She was bloody. She was, ugh. It was like watching a horror movie at times. There was a jump scare with her. Yeah, she she was terrifying. I am not a fan of this arc for her, for this movie, because for me, well, Wanda is such an inter- interesting character because she is an Avenger, but she's never been a heroic person. Every time she's suited up, that she's done something it's been for completely selfish personal reasons when we meet wanda in age of ultron she's going after tony stark because she her parents were killed by stark tech and the only thing that tips her to the side of the avengers to save the world is that she discovers ultron is going to decimate the planet and start fresh with machines when we join her in civil war she has this huge mistake where she accidentally levels a city street and kills innocent civilians in in Africa. And she's very regretful, but she's also afraid of the power that she has. Mm-hmm. And her and Vision have a talk that she can't decide how other people view her, that she has to decide how she views herself. That's the only thing she has control over. And it's it's how she has to move forward and process this. So then we see her in Infinity War. And the only time her and Vision are just going to run away together. Like another selfish act for Wanda. and But they're attacked and they get dragged into the Infinity War. And Wanda has to kill Vision. She has to kill Vision to save the universe, half of the universe, half of the life on the universe. And she makes that sacrificial play. But it was all for Moot because Thanos comes along with the Time Stone, reverses time, and grabs the Mind Stone from Vision, killing him a second time. So after she's blipped, she comes back and all she wants is revenge. So she goes after Thanos and she nearly kills him if it wasn't for his ship deciding to destroy the entire battlefield with uh Thanos's army on it and the fellow Avengers on it so when we meet her in WandaVision she's grieving the loss of Vision mm-hmm. and she she copes with this by creating like a pocket dimension like like mm-hmm. a pocket hex around this town and holding everyone in this town hostage living out her fantasy creating just manifesting an infinity stone manifesting Vision out of her her spell manifesting a family for herself and just living this like suburban lifestyle that she she loved in sitcoms so WandaVision is her grieving over the loss of vision and deciding and discovering her origin of the Scarlet Witch and she discovers that she's this world ending monstrosity witch nexus being and that she's not going to be that thing because she can decide who she is she's not gonna let agatha tell her who she is and that's that's what she says to her before she defeats her mm-hmm. so when she shows up in this movie and she is at probably grieving the loss of her children more than anything and that's her main motive in this movie mm-hmm. and she shows no remorse she felt awful about what she did to the people of westview she felt awful about what she did to the people in Africa fighting uh, crossbones, 
but there there's nothing holding her back in this movie and it's upsetting that she crosses into this dark side for me because a lot i know so many people that relate to wanda as as representation of women in a mostly male-dominated media like the marvel films Mm -hmm. and for her to just be cast aside in this movie as kind of like a one-dimensional villain who's just doing this one thing and has no other motives outside of her selfish reasons which is the exact same motive as the kingpin by the way from spider-verse so to see her do that and to kill people and to endanger a child and to just do everything that she does in this movie i felt was great disrespect to the character See, I'm the opposite. I'm the opposite. I really enjoyed the path she went down because my thing is, I I do enjoy horror films a lot and you don't see a lot of females like, for me, okay, Loki, for instance, he was a villain, but he turned good. Kylo Ren, villain turned good. Those are like, I love them, you know, and I love Scarlet Witch and Wanda. She went the opposite way. She was, I mean, I'm not going to say she was like 100% pure and good, but she was a decent character. She was an anti-hero and now she's like a complete dark villain and I, I enjoyed it a lot because I feel like there's not a lot of females that will go crazy and people are afraid of her. I don't know, like, I don't, you know, call me weird, but that's the part I enjoyed. But yeah, I really want the new... Scarlet Witch cosplay so bad. <laughs> I cosplay her, so her hair, like, I have, like, the same curly hair as her, so I'm like, yes. And then the way she just kills was so sinister. It was like watching a horror movie at some points, and there's a couple characters we're gonna dive into here in a second, but the way she kills them off is horrifying. I cannot believe they went there. Because, like, usually, like, with the MCU, if there's, like, a death or a killing, they kind of water it over, you know? And But this was gore. This was violent. And, you know, maybe not a lot of people will like that aspect, but I thought it was a very interesting spin in the MCU, and especially her as this, like, female character, that she's strong in that regard. Sorry you feel that way, Mike. <laughs> yeah, I can't I can't unfeel it. You know, I think the potential for a good movie was there. I feel just the path that Wanda took is completely unredeemable by now. And Wanda for me represents redemption in the MCU because she used to be a, a bad person. Mm-hmm. So for her to just completely go over the edge tenfold in this movie and for to probably never have another heroic moment and if she comes back in her life is upsetting yeah i i understand your point and i get that because especially captain america really took her under his wing you know gave her a suit (laughs) i love that you got a suit (laughs) yeah but it's very tragic the way her story ends in this movie very tragic like i was kind of shocked at the way she just kind of crumbled to her death and that was it like yeah, I, I think she could have, like, collapsed the building from the outside as well. I mean, there are so many instances in this movie where I thought, you know what would be a better way to do this? Like, I cannot wait for the how it should have ended for this because it's just gonna point out all these little holes that I have with this movie. Yeah, and then at the end, like, with the credits, it says just Doctor Strange will return. Not her. So, 
I don't know. Well, we know Elizabeth Olsen loves this role. We know she has so much respect for this role. So, I, I mean, in my opinion, I think she'll come back, but we don't know. I feel like this is, though, the moment she was always waiting for was just for Scarlet Witch to go off the deep end. And you were asking me in the car, Mike, yesterday, like, what were they... You, you were kind of confused with, like, the dark hold and, like, how she kind of became the Scarlet Witch. And, I, you know, me, I watched, like, the paranormal you know, documentaries and YouTube videos. I'm, I'm weird. I'm into that stuff. But if a soul is vulnerable, an entity that is evil can latch on to a vulnerable person. So my take is because Wanda was so devastated over the loss of her children that she got hold of the Darkhold, which contains the spirit of the Scarlet Witch. And the Scarlet Witch is a dark entity that latched on to Wanda's vulnerable soul and created this monster. But that's your take on it. They yeah. Don't, they don't state this in the film. I thought, I, I comprehended that as such, though, because they're talking about, like, sleepwalking, like, a soul takes over a body, and, you know, like, the physical body can be in one place, but the soul and, you know, like, a kind of like a vision of... Oh, just a being can wreak havoc somewhere else. That's what this movie is too about. Like Scarlet Witch is in one location, but she possesses a Wanda from another multiverse. Yes, uh, a much weaker, less evil Wanda who just who is just living the suburban lifestyle that mm-hmm. this Wanda from our six one six universe wanted. A lot of possession in this, and that's why I feel like, I was like, yeah, this movie's for me. It's a horror film. Because it's like, it gets kind of creepy the way she possesses, like, the different Wandas, even. I got a little uneasy. And, God, she's just crazy. She infiltrates one of the multiverses, like, laboratories or whatever, where Christine is. And instead of the Avengers, they have something called the Illuminati. And it's not really what you think. Mike, you want to say what it's made up of? So, the Illuminati are basically that universe's Avengers. And what they did is they came together not to fight Loki, but to fight Thanos. Mm -hmm. So, we don't know if the Avengers are in this universe, but we just know that this group came together and fought Thanos. And what they did was they teamed up with with their Doctor Strange. They got a hold of the Darkhold. They used the Darkhold to beat Thanos to kill him on Titan, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Because that's the point at which the other Avengers that we know failed. But they use the Darkhold and they corrupt their Stephen Strange and he becomes evil beyond the point of no return and he can't be saved. So uh, the inhuman Black Bolt kills him and they kind of build a memorial to it and they, they kind of play him as the Tony Starker there universe where he was the one to lay down on the wire to make the sacrifice play to save humanity from Thanos. So inside the Illuminati we have Maria Rambeau as Captain Marvel who you may recognize as Carol Danvers wing lady from her solo movie and her daughter of course appeared in WandaVision. We have John Krasinski playing Reed Richards from the Fantastic Four. Uh, that's a new casting that that's it's a huge fan casting. We have um is it Mondo? Mordo? Uh, he's the new Sorcerer Supreme. 
we recognize him from the first Doctor Strange movie and the end credits, and he's in charge. He's kind of like on this console for the Illuminati. We have Charles Xavier, played by Patrick Stewart, from which I believe he's from the 90s cartoon show because he has the same hovering wheelchair that's yellow as his cartoon comic part, and they played the same theme song as that show. We have Black Bolt from the Inhumans. Uh, if you haven't seen Inhumans, I don't think you need to. A lot of us Marvel fans most likely pretend it doesn't exist, so you don't need to watch it, but uh, who else do we have on this team? Who we have I? Peggy Carter. Captain Carter. Captain Carter. How could I forget Captain Carter? Haley Atwell. Haley Atwell. Looking looking great as Captain Carter with a jetpack and her vibranium shield. Oh, she was so great. And it was funny because she told when she was fighting Scarlet Witch, she was like, I could do this all day. And our theater was like, yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert, she didn't do it all day. No. In fact, she did She did it for half a day. I don't even know. <laughs> oh, I get it. Yeah, speaking of that, so Scarlet Witch fights all of these guys, right? And the way they all die is so gruesome. Like, that was, like, the first turning point for me as her just, like, killing off people. That's where the gore really started. Was she exploded, uh, what was the lightning bolt? Black Bolt. Black Bolt's head. Just his, and they showed it on camera. It was just bam. Like, and you know, unfortunately, Captain Carter, she gets sawed in half. By her own shield. By her own shield. Because once again, Scarlet Witch, she can go into people's minds. She can possess them and she can just control where things go. It's, it's just, she's so powerful. And that's what this movie just shows is she's literally one of the most powerful things beings in this whole cinematic universe i think she's right by thanos for me i mean we saw thanos struggle to fight scarlet witch who was holding him off and destroying the mind stone and there's always a big argument amongst us nerds whether captain marvel or scarlet witch or thor possibly is the strongest avenger and it's undoubtedly Scarlet Witch now because oh. Scarlet Witch is able to take on all of these characters plus Captain Marvel. And she decimates Captain Marvel. I, I, I can't believe she it. She didn't even break a sweat doing that. It's crazy. And what also was interesting was she was fighting these guys, not as Scarlet Witch, but as Wanda from that universe. And, oh, jeez. If you guys see the movie, you'll know what we're talking about. I just, I, I'm, I'm speechless from it still. That's why I'm, like, stuttering so much in this episode. Because <laughs> I'm still trying to settle. So, we gotta talk about Benedict Wong, because we don't see a lot of Wong. But when he does come along, he's always such a great addition to whatever cast he's in. Oh, yeah. I really enjoyed, like, his quips sometimes, like... Like an Infinity War with the Hulk ice cream. <laughs> and just like what he was listening to Beyonce in the first Doctor Strange film. Little things like that. But he is the Sorcerer Supreme, so Doctor Strange has to like begrudgingly bow down to him. So their dynamic is really funny. But you know what? They got each other's backs, and that's what I like. Yeah, and he's kind of in a leadership role as the Sorcerer Supreme, and then he's in charge of defending Kalmatage, and he's he's entrusted with all these students, and 
he lets them all down and they're all slaughtered or or they all flee trying to defend this this fortress from the scarlet witch and protect america chavez and and the dark hole itself as well mm-hmm. so yeah ben and kuang did a, did a good job and uh it was kind of funny seeing him getting bullied around by scarlet witch and him having to Surprise. him having all of these secrets that only the sorcerer supreme knew <laughs> yeah yeah i love how they were looking for i don't know one of the spells or whatever and he's like oh yeah it's in the sorcerer supreme manual where you don't have access to and dr strange is like hmm <laughs> yeah excellent performance though by benedict long and i think he's just one of those characters where you just kind of forget about he's just as is he in spider-man yes yeah so you forget he's also alongside Doctor Strange in these other films as well. So it was nice to see him kind of come out in a bigger, like have a bigger presence in this film, especially with dealing with Scarlet Witch and just kind of him stalling her too, trying to stall her. And he becomes like an integral part of the story too. So this movie just ties into this like crazy huge finale. The finale uh, takes place atop a mountain outside of the Darkhold temple where it was originated and dr strange of course is in another dimension and he he can't go to this other dimension without america chavez who's been kidnapped by scarlet witch at this point so he has to do what's called dreamwalking into another variant of himself but there is no alive variant in this universe so he has to possess a corpse of his uh, alternate Defender Strange from the beginning of the movie, and it's it's against, I guess, natural law to do it, mm-hmm. and there's all sorts of, like, demonic backlash that he has to face, but he possesses this, this corpse, and he ends up taking on Scarlet Witch, and he also gives, like, a little bit of a pep talk to America Chavez while his jaw's falling off his face. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> and it was... It's a big moment for the film, but it's also really funny, so I don't know if it's, like, going forward, if that's, it's gonna stick with me as, as the moment that America Chavez, like, owned her powers and, and became her own hero, so it's just the same raminess of it, I guess. Well, one thing, too, that America Chavez did when she realized her power, she knew where to hit Scarlet Witch like she like the sore spot for her and that was to show her kids that she's a monster at this point to make her kids afraid of her I and what she became i love that part uh, because honestly throughout the whole movie one is going around telling people she's being reasonable and that she's not a monster and she's very emotionally attached to these children who probably aren't real mm-hmm. and she's an excellent foil to dr strange who suffers from like emotional de- detachment and emotional dissonance and the reason christine and dr strange don't ever work out is because he's just so cold he's so calculating he has to be in charge of everything he can't trust another person so for him and wanted to, to square up and for america chavez to peel back like the layers and just show the audience like will show the children what their mother is mm-hmm. and just scare them like once your child runs from you like what, what can you do like she was completely defeated at that point yeah it's like they didn't have to battle her they didn't have to do anything they just had to expose her to 
her children and yeah it was just a very very interesting way of defeating this person that just went so off the rails and elizabeth olsen hits both both of these parts perfectly she hits because when you when you act you have to react so when you're acting with yourself you're reacting against someone who's not there but you also have to also act out what the other person of the other you did or Mm -hmm. is gonna do in the future so she nailed it on the head and both performances of her in this scene are great I, I really feel I was tearing up a little bit. Yeah, her range was phenomenal in this film. And it's like I said earlier, I feel like this is the moment she was waiting for, was just for Wanda to go off the rails and completely go crazy. And <laughs> I know, I just read in an interview too, she would love it if like she could do like a zombie version of Wanda, just completely like, you know, messy and crazy. So... Yeah, I'm. I hope we see more of her in the MCU. I think we will. For me, she's beyond the point of redemption. She's beyond this point of no return. She messed up royally. She hurt people. She killed people. Mm-hmm. It's there's no going back from it. She can't be heroic again, and that upsets me. Yeah, like I think I feel like the next time like we would see her, she'd be like in a mental asylum or something, like. But then again, like, you know, we go back, and I know I always bring up Loki because I love him, but Thor needed Loki's help, and Loki did some really bad things, and he was kept behind bars on Asgard, and he went to Loki for help because Loki was the only thing he, or, you know, the only resource he had, and I feel like maybe someone is going to need Scarlet Witch, Wanda, for something in the future. Who knows? Like... You know, you can't erase what you did, but you can redeem yourself. But it's like you said, though, Mike, like, she is kind of beyond the point of redemption. Because she did a I feel like now her track record is worse than Loki's. I mean, you could say it was the Darkhold, but you could, uh, but that wasn't really made clear. Mm-hmm. The only thing that they show the Darkhold does is give you a third eye. Um, and if you have too much power, it eventually gets to you, but... I mean, it just it just wasn't clear to me. Maybe yeah. maybe it's clear to someone else who's more familiar with the genre of like demon possession and horror and hauntings. But for me, it just didn't feel justified. Yeah, I mean that was that was my take. What I mentioned earlier about Scar the Scarlet Witch entity possessing like a good vulnerable Wanda. I know people believe in the third eye. It's kind of like, I'm not going to say like it's a religion, but maybe like a sixth sense they have. I know I used to follow Paris Jackson, Michael Jackson's daughter on Instagram. I, I probably still do. But she was really into the whole third eye thing. So if you guys know what that would mean or anything, please let us know because like that would help us understand pretty much like the end to this movie. Because that's where I was a little confused was how it, the movie ended. It, was, it ended with Doctor Strange, like, hearing noises, and then a third eye appears on his forehead. I think it's meant to show that Doctor Strange has become corrupted by darkness. Mm-hmm. And at the and then the post credit scene, I believe her name is Clea, shows up. And Clea is the daughter of Dormammu from the dark dimension so possibly strange and dumamu will square up again because dumamu was just never defeated mm-hmm. he kind of just got bored and left <laughs> Peace and out. now dr strange doesn't have the time stone to fight dumamu again so possibly who could he team up with in the future 
to stand up against your mama. We'll, we'll have to wait and find out. Yeah. Yeah, I know I was a little confused. I thought it was an Eternal that showed up in the end credit scene, but you had to clear that one up for me. And then there is one more end credit scene, and it's like a big fake out. Everyone was like, come on. <laughs> I had a fun time with the last end credit scene of Bruce Campbell just beating the smack out of himself. So. And you know what? In all, this movie was, again, a great time because there's nothing like seeing a Marvel film on opening weekend. The audience reactions, I mean, they weren't as strong as probably as, like, an audience on Thursday night. We saw it, you know, last night, which was Friday. But it was still fun. It was so fun for the part where Christine, Doctor Strange, and America Chavez kind of get, like, trapped in a foyer type of thing. And Scarlet Witch is, like, lurking around, and they're, like you know, frozen. Everyone's like, run! Just run! <laughs> she pops out of nowhere and there's just this big massive jump scare and people are like, ah! <laughs> it was great. So, Mike, this was actually a really interesting discussion because I thought we were kind of on the same page last night when we were driving home with liking the film and for me, like, I feel like it was a great story. It went from start to finish flawlessly it flowed really nice and for me it landed great and i just loved the mcu dipping their toes into this horror like possession type of thing going on so yeah i mean i loved it i just felt it was it wasn't in line of respectful to the character of scarlet witch i mean i felt like this was more her movie too than dr strange's movie it was a 50-50 split. It yeah. should have been called Doctor Strange and Scarlet Witch or Doctor Strange and Scarlet Witch in the Multiverse of Madness, but yeah. it is very much Elizabeth Olsen's movie because she steals the show. She really does. I felt like there really honestly wasn't enough Doctor Strange. Like, if I had to pick out something, I felt like we needed just a little more of him and doing whatever. I don't know. But me, though, like, there's so many memes and fan art out there of Doctor Strange, like, scolding Loki and Wanda about, like, the multiverse. I was kind of hoping for something like that, but I wouldn't change anything in this movie. That's just me, so. I would change quite a bit, but we're going to have to agree to disagree. Yep. And with that, that will conclude our Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness discussion. It is now in theaters. Unfortunately, they don't have popcorn buckets anymore. <laughs> the theater we went to were all sold out. But anyway, uh, next time, actually next weekend, we will be talking about Moon Knight, which just had its series conclusion on Disney Plus this past Wednesday. We're bringing on a super fan of the character Moon Knight, so it will be a very fun discussion. You don't want to miss that out. And with that, hope you have a great week. Happy Mother's Day to all mothers out there, and we'll talk to you next time. <laughs>